Welcome to Define You Radio, the place to be for real talk and real tips to help you define your personal and professional life. Class is in session with your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new season of Define You Radio. This month's series, in case you guys are brand new to the show, is on vision. And I am your host, the beautiful, enlightening, engaging, entertaining, all of the other E-words too, Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. On Define You Radio, you get the life lessons, strategies, and more to help you define your life on your own terms. Welcome all new listeners, and thank you for being here. Make sure you subscribe and connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Now, since we're still in January and we're talking about vision, it's January. What else will we be talking about? I have a guest. You guys are going to love. She's a newbie to the show. I'm sure she will be back. Y'all know I love my repeat guests and my Define You Radio family. Her name is Miss LaVon Copeland. And if you're in the South, you know Copeland's is a very good restaurant. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know if she's related to them, but if she is, I need the hookup on some of y'all restaurants. I need gift certificates or something like that. So to tell you guys a little bit about Ms. LaVon, she has a passion for teaching and helping women identify and eliminate the distractions of their life. A lot of y'all know y'all went into 2017 distracted and you came into 2018 distracted. So you know we're going to touch on that. And make sure if you have any questions or comments, you put them on Define You Radio's Facebook page where we should already be connected. She helps them birth their purpose. This is why you want to eliminate distractions, kings and queens, so you could give birth to something. She does this by helping them to rediscover their voice as they reconnect with the woman they forgot they could be. I'm so loving that. One of the things I've said, if you guys have been listening to me or following me for a while, um, finding out who Valencia was was a powerful thing, and now you can't shut me up, hence Define You Radio. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and welcome Ms. LaVon to the show. Welcome, Ms. LaVon, to Define You Radio. Hi, Valencia. Thank you so much for having me, and I love, I love what you said. You know, now they cannot set you up, and that is truly what the reminder is about, getting back your voice. So, yes, I'm for it. Yay. I I love that because so many, so many women, men, like mm-hmm. they forget um, they have a voice, and I, to me, I say it happens in childhood because you know oh, yeah. you hear that um, you know children should be seen and not heard, and mm-hmm. then you wonder when they become an adult why they're acting out or they're not speaking up for themselves. Well, you told them their voice wasn't important at a young age. 
Oh, my God, yes. I mean, you hit the, hell, the nail on the head because that's exactly, even in the book, that is one of the things that I talk about. At, it does. I, I'm truly with you on that. It starts at that young age because we're told to be quiet, you know, to sit down. You know, you your voice is almost like they slowly just started taking away your voice and shaping you into this person that, you know, is almost afraid, you know, to hear their own self speak, you know, to voice their opinions, to, to explain their feelings. I mean, we slowly begin to just die to ourselves. Mm. Hashtag amen. Now, you mentioned a book. So that means you wrote a book yes. about this? And what yes. is it called? Well, the reminder is uh, it's a devotional. It's a devotional style. I like to call it an interactive devotional because it w- it's going to have some challenges in there for you. It's going to have, you know, some work that you need to do. Um, it's been a labor of love. It's set up sort of like a four-week plan to help you get back, reconnecting with yourself, you know, listening to that small voice that is still there, but it's just faint because you can barely hear for all the noise that has become distractions in our lives. So it's about getting you to reconnect with yourself so you can tap in to you and begin to hear that little girl or that little boy that's crying out to be seen and to be heard. Mm. Now, before we go any further in the interview, where can they find the book? The book, of course, is on Amazon, um, so you can easily go there and search. And it does come in the paperback version, and it also is an ebook version. And then, or you can actually visit my website, and actually, there's a link on my website that can take you directly to it, also. And your her website is lavoncopeland.com. That's L-Y-V-O-N-N-E. C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D.com. But it will, of course, be posted on Define You Radio's Facebook page. So you guys will be able to find her and definitely get the book because it's time to be loud. It is yes. time to be <laughs> loud. <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> it is. My, maybe that's <laughs> just my feeling. So no. let me ask you about you growing up. As a as a young girl, where did, where did you grow up? I grew up here in South Carolina. Um, I am a was the oldest of three, so um, always was a um, probably an overachiever, perfectionist. Um, to say I I can say I've always been a leader, but also at that young age, I did. Um, that's where I I now looking back, I can see that's where I began to slowly lose my voice. But I, a Southern, you know, I, I love to say I'm a Southern belle. You know, I am a, I was always extra. I guess most people would say, now I'm that friend, that person that's going to always be extra. I don't know what sneakers are. You know, I love a good heel. <laughs> but I've, and I've always been that way, even as a little girl, always, you know, wanted to be dressed up. <laughs> I, I, I love that because, I'm going to tell you, I don't wear tennis shoes in public unless I'm going mm-hmm. to exercise or, like, I'm going to do something that I'm going to get dirty doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's my thing. And I mm-hmm. tell people it's not that I think I'm, you know, I'm me. And I just, mm-hmm. I like my toes to breathe. I like my feet to, yes. you know, and the right <laughs> heel will slim your body out, ladies. People don't, thank you. And make thank your calves you. look good like you've been doing calf raises in the gym. <laughs> do not underestimate what yes. a good heel can do for your posture, the way you walk. Yes. It adds a little extra where it needs to. And mm-hmm. it, I'm telling you. I'm yeah, with you. <laughs> I am with you. And I, I don't think people don't get that. For me, I mean, I notice I can have on the same outfit and put on a pair of heels and a pair of flats. It's like two separate outfits. Mm-hmm. It does. Right. It gives, And it gives you that. It To me, it lifts you to where you feel like, you know, I want to have my head up high. I want to have, you know, my back arched. I want to walk proud and confidently. So I'm with you, girl. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Amen to the heels. Amen yes. to the heels. So Amen. You, said you, you said you, you're the oldest, and yes. that's when you could say you started losing your voice. Is mm-hmm. there any particular situation or thing from your childhood that stands out to you to where you felt like your voice didn't matter or was shut down? Yeah. You know, being the oldest and, you know, having a mom that, you know, had to work, you know, she was a single mom. She was a young mom, um, actually a teenage mom. So even at a young age, I had to take on a lot of responsibilities. So I couldn't easily say, you know, you know, why Why do I have to do this or I don't want to do this or, you know, I really want to go play with my friends, but, you know, I maybe had to babysit, you know, to watch my little brother and my sister, you know, to take care of them, you know, at a young age already learning how to cook dinners. I felt like I had a responsibility that everyone was expecting out of me. So I couldn't say, you know, even sometimes to say I'm tired. You know, even how, how do you think as a child to not to be able to say, you know, I'm just tired. I would rather just sit in my room and do my homework or to read, you know, or to talk on the phone with my friends. I want to just be a child. But at a young age, I had to, you know, I almost felt like I had to be a young adult because I had to, you know, help my mom out. Mm. Uh, I'm sure a lot of, I know I could relate to that, and I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of the audience can relate to that too, especially, you know, if you're the oldest or you're the responsible one. You mm-hmm. tend to lose your childhood. So yeah. when um, when you hear things, you know, especially growing up in the South, to stay in a child's place, well, I don't mm-hmm. exactly know what that is or I didn't know yeah. what that was because I was doing so much. I was responsible yeah. for you know, my sister and mm-hmm. my uh, stepsister. So mm-hmm. I didn't know, I mean, it's almost like you got to run away to be able to be a child. Because mm-hmm. you, you know? probably was doing laundry and helping cook meals and had chores, you know. You did all that's, that. And that's exactly why I don't like to cook right now. <laughs> like you had done your cooking. Life comes full circle. I'm just yes. real life. I, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something else that did to me. It made me not want to have kids. Now, of course, everybody knows I have a son, which, mm-hmm. you know, he saved my life, and, and I love mm-hmm. him to 
to pieces and, and back. That's my world. But taking care of kids when you still are a kid, to me, it made me not want to have kids. I can agree with that. I mean, totally, I can agree with that. I remember saying that so many times. So you have? Do you have kids now? Yes, I do. I actually have a twenty, um, three and a twenty-one year old. So, um, and like you said, they, I can say, they saved my life. You know, they actually caused me to move to a place that, you know, almost like, I, okay, look, you done been, you tried to recapture, you know, all of this that you didn't get because you had to grow up so quickly, but they made me slow down. They taught me patience. Mm-hmm. You know, they, of course, showed me a love that I never thought I could love someone so much, mm-hmm. you know. But I remember, you know, saying that I even have my high school memory book, and I wrote in there, you know, it asked you about kids, like in five years or ten years, none. You know, that was my <laughs> thing. I was like, I'm going to live my life. You know, I feel like, look, I done done all this. I done, right. you know, help clean up, you know, help put my sister's through school, my brothers through school, you know, brought Christmases. But I'm like, you know what, I'm going to grow up. I'm having fun. Sure. But I can say that was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, they really taught me, kind of taught me a lot of lessons, a lot of life lessons that I am, you know, now understanding, you know, okay, I can understand why my mom, you know, why certain things had to happen. Mm-hmm. And they were my saving grace. Did you consciously make sure that they enjoyed their childhood so they oh, so gosh. they wouldn't grow up and say, I didn't get a childhood because I had to do this, this, and this? Did you consciously raise them to enjoy their childhood? Absolutely. Probably a little too much. <laughs> Hashtag amen. <laughs> yes. You know, my, and my sister and I, she's um, only a year younger than me. Um, but she understands, you know, a lot of a lot of the responsibilities that we have, and even, you know, me. Because she even said she was like, you know, you my sister, and we may be just a year apart. But she says it's almost like you're my mom, you know, because mm-hmm. you've raised me. But even now having kids, and we know, you know, we we were nowhere near rich. We were very poor, you know, growing up, and so we know. Yeah, we. I've over. I, truly know I've overcompensated. You know, I wanted to make sure they had, you know, they went to parks. They A lot of the stuff that we didn't get to do as kids, I know I wanted to create memories for them because I wanted them to have memories of their childhood. But I prob- there was probably some areas where I probably should have reeled back in some, you know, because now as, of course, once they get to teenagers and young adults, it's like, okay, you can't continue you know, you have to have some responsibilities. You have to learn more. But, yeah, I know I wanted them to enjoy every bit of childhood from playing football to cheerleading to, oh, you want to go to this camp, you want to do this, just keeping them active. Yeah. I, I totally relate. Um, that's a, And I posted this a while back, um, right before Christmas, I think, and I was saying – you know, being a single parent um, that didn't get a childhood, I I know I overspent and overcompensated mm-hmm. with things with my son. And I don't regret it because mm-hmm. those memories, it's memories that he has mm-hmm. that he's going to always remember. 
Yes. You, you, you know, duh, that's almost <laughs> like a circle. Those moments. Yeah, yeah it, those moments. And even even now, um, he'll be 21 in March. And mm-hmm. even even now we're still making memories. Yes. And uh, But what I found is that I'm enjoying an adult childhood, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so it's like when when we got um, the little, you know, blow-up things that go outside in the yard, this was last year, because for some mm-hmm. reason, I mean, this was 2016, because for some reason, 2017, they disappeared, but I, the first, I set them up in the house before really? I put them outside, because I've all, I all, like, because you know, those things are expensive. And growing yes. up, we could never, you know, afford to, like, put those kinds of things in the yard, like other people's houses, and do all that and that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, I'm putting these things up in the house so I could enjoy it. So it's like I get to be an adult, but then be an adult with a, a child sense of fun, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm I get en- it. enjoying that. I'm I'm in enjoying that part, but one of the things about being a parent, um, like you said, you know, you could see why your mom did a lot of things or said a lot of things she said. Not when mm-hmm. it's your parent. And one of the things I always tell my son um, is that when he has kids, and I told him he better wait, give me a, about at least ten more years because I'm not mature enough to be nobody's grandmother. I know right this right. <laughs> I know that's right. I said I don't think I'm grandmother material because I ain't, I'm not babysitting nothing. I, I done told mine you know, the same thing. I, I said when I, I want to see them, I'll let you know, or I might drop right. off a gift. <laughs> right, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that drive-by grandmother. Like <laughs> I'm, you know. But uh, I'll buy that. I got you. Uh, you know. But uh, one of the things I told him when he has his own kids, he'll understand. A lot of some of the no's that I told him and why I told him things Absolutely. about why some of his friends could come to the house and others couldn't. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. know, so my, life comes full circle. So, yeah. do you find that having kids, because I'm taking it you have a boy and a girl? I do. A male and a female, okay. Did you find that that helped you rediscover your voice? Well, I would say, and you would think it would have, but I would say it probably caused me to go further from hearing my voice. It probably caused my voice to become even more faint because I became so wrapped up in them. Because like you said, I wanted to make sure that they had the best and most fabulous Christmas. You know, I wanted to make sure that they got to go to the zoos and the parks and the museums, you know, festivals. I just wanted to make sure they had memories, they had moments. And I wanted to be present in all of their moments that I kind of forgot about I need to have moments for myself. You know, I need to look back and think, you know, what did I accomplish that it wasn't attached to my kids or my husband, you know, or my family, but what did LaVon accomplish? Did I do what God asked me to do? So I would say I probably became so enthralled in their lives that I kind of forgot about mine and put it on hold for a while. Mm. 
I know every woman can relate to that part. Mm-hmm. Every woman can relate to that part because there's always somebody else yes. to take care of. Mm-hmm. What was that that defining moment, as I call it? What was that wake up moment? Maybe it was your 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 spirit making you feel guilty because I because mm-hmm. I think that when when it's something we're supposed to do and we don't do it, there's a certain like you know you should be doing this. Oh yeah. What was that? What was that defining moment that that you said, "Hey, I got to do something while I'm here besides being a mom and wife." That defining moment came at the end of 2016. During 20, I would say 2015 and 2016 became some very hard um, years for me, to a place that I, you know, came. I kind of withdrew to myself very, very deep, you know, into this place, almost like this black space. Um, but at the end of 2016, I, I was sick. I mean, God laid me out because I never, I'm never a sick person. You know, I'm, I don't get sick a lot. But towards the end of 2016, I went, I started experiencing vertigo. I started, um, I had um, kidney stones. My body just started slowly telling me, you know what, we're not going anywhere. You're not going any further. You're going to have to stop and listen to us. And during the point, um, at the end of December, um, in December of 2016, I had about a vertigo that left me pretty much just in a ball in the corner of my couch. The most I wanted to do was go to the bathroom and come back. I didn't want anybody talking to me. I didn't want to be touched. I didn't want to hear anything. I just wanted to be still so the spinning would stop. But it was during that time that I was laying there that I heard God, you know, reminding me that, you know, we have some unfinished business because I've always been a visionary. He's always – I'm. I tell everyone I I dream in color. You know, I've always written plays and scripts, you know, for um, church. I did. I had done writing. I love writing. I've always said I wanted to write a book. But at that point when I was on the couch, he was like, it's time. You know, you've done for everyone else, but now you have to do for me. Mm. Now, for those, you, you said so much. So I'm definitely about to hit on a few things. But for okay. those who don't know what vertigo is, why don't you go ahead and, and give a brief explanation of what vertigo is so the audience is not going to Google at this moment. <laughs> okay. Vertigo, and it's still something that I'm, you know, learning a lot about, but to explain it in its simplest form, it's almost like, like, motion sickness and dizziness at the same time is you feel like someone has placed you in a chair and spent you around at 100 miles per hour and then told you to stand up. Mm. And while you're standing, everything around you is still going 100 miles per hour. It gives you the point of the motion sickness. You know, you're queasy. It causes you to have headaches. Um, It causes you to be nauseated. I mean, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to drink. It just brings, you almost have this feeling of just impending doom, like, God, 
if I move, I'm going to die. Mm. Almost to the point you feel like you don't know if it's taking your breath away. You know, you can't have C. It, it does so much to your body at one time. And the thing is, there's no... Um, just there's no cure for it. You know, they can give you some right. medicines to kind of alleviate, you know, like they gave me something to help with the dizziness, something to help with the nausea. Um, but there's really nothing you can do with it. They have to try to figure out what's causing it. You know, is it an ear? You know, a lot of people that experience it is something to do with their inner ear. But for the most part, there's not a lot. You just have to ride out the storm. Mm. I I just I love every everything you said because one thing about I could, I've never had vertigo but mm-hmm. I could relate to it in mm-hmm. in the way that I used to get um car sick. Mhm. Exactly. And it doesn't and even now as a adult but you you don't get it all the time and you can't explain it. You just feel mm-hmm. yucky. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say I love everything you said because there's so many things about if you look at, you know, vertigo or motion sickness or, or things mm-hmm. like that that can't necessarily be explained to people that haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. That's a great analogy in, in real-world terms for life. Yeah. And then I love that you close with you just have to ride out the storm. Yeah, you do. And that... And experiencing that, which no one else can explain, it's kind of like trying to explain a migraine to someone that doesn't, yes. that's only had headaches. Mm. And they would I, never I understand. Um, a migraine should be against the law, but you can't to <laughs> someone that to someone that's <laughs> only had, had a headache. You know, and same with migraines. You know, they could try to give you different medicines, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what may trigger it. Um, and different things like that, but literally you have to ride out the storm. Yeah. And um, that was a long three years of my life that I dealt with migraines and to where mm-hmm. I almost overdosed because nothing worked, mm-hmm. nothing. But I got to the root of the problem. It was yeah. it was my life and how I dealt with me. It was a it was a physical symptom of an emotional stressor. Yeah. I mean, what you said is absolutely the perfect way to explain it because I feel like that's God saying that same spinning feeling, like you said, that pounding feeling, is uh, to me it represents our lives spiritually. God's like you're spinning out of control and it's time to stop. Do you, did you find that you experienced it more when you felt out of control? I I don't know because I it's like it would hit and I probably would say yes because it would hit me when I'm like I I can't right now you know you feeling like look I have too much going on you know this is not a time to be having a migraine you have those moments you know right. you say with the migraines or it was the same thing I don't have time for this right now because when it did when I would have an attack I couldn't do anything and sometimes you know it may it can and the bad thing or the craziness about it, it can last anywhere from five to ten minutes, five to ten hours, five to ten days. 
Wow. But all you had to do, you couldn't do anything. You know, it caused me to stop. And a lot of times I'm like, look, I'm, I'm having a lot going on. But because it came on me, all of a sudden, it it almost took it took me by surprise because I'm like I don't understand what's wrong. I could be go I could be in the car. I have been driving in the car, and like I can feel it. I can start feeling, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to hurry up and get back home. I just need to make it home, and I get right in my spot with my blanket, and you know, and my husband knew, the kids knew, just leave leave mama alone until it passes. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. It's um, almost because I kind of want to want to turn the conversation a little mm-hmm. bit into in a spiritual way, okay. because I know you have dealings um, and are part of a women's ministry. Mm-hmm. And then you said that you know when you came into your purpose, so to speak, and you found your voice, and yeah. it was that little reminder, hey, you're here for a reason. Um, being a, a spiritual person, well, first, let me kind of rewind. Tell us about the women's ministry. Okay. I am um, at our uh, my church, New Hope Christian Church here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, our women's ministry, we have, a, of course, a women's ministry that's for the women of the church. The um, Our theme, the program that I created for us is called Sisters United, and it's like a 12-month plan where each month we take, take on a different topic for women. Um, the goal of it is for us to rebuild and reconnect and or to establish those true foundation of sisterhood. You know, it's time we need to genuinely support our sisters. We need to genuinely motivate and encourage and stop wearing the fake yeses, you know, the facades, and to embrace the true spirit of sisterhood. So that's the intentions of our fellowship each month is to build those relationships again um, to help women, some women that, didn't even realize how beautiful a sisterhood could be to help them establish those types of relationships. I love that. Um, And I'm going to tell you, you don't, a lot of times you don't miss what you, you know, what is it, you don't miss what you never had or something like Mm -hmm. that. But then when you find out it's out there, you're like, what? Where has mm-hmm. this been? So Oh my I, life. You know, right. Like I should have been part of this because a lot of times people don't understand um what a sisterhood is, what a sisterhood is different from being a sister. You know, yes. what that 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 building and that bonding. And you don't even yes. know that you need it until you get it and then you realize you've missed out. Mhm. It's kinda exactly. like um when you when you had okay friends your whole life and then you run across that friendship that that changed the game it's like hold mm-hmm. on i really didn't have friends before if this is what real friendship looks like exactly exactly do you find that women have a a hard a harder time when it comes to that genuine sisterhood, that genuine support, that genuine girl, I got your back, and I don't even know, I don't have to know what's attacking you, just know I got you. Mm. Yes. I think that is one of the um, biggest um, things, the biggest revelations we've gotten out of the group. The Last year was my first year launching it, and 
just over the course of the last 12 months to see the transformation because women, it's like we go through so much and you've been hurt. And it's like once you've had that experience where that person who you thought, you know, quote, thought was your sister, you know, your friend didn't do right, you know, you begin to question the motives, motives of every woman. You know, you begin to wonder, can they genuinely, you know, be my friend? Yeah. Can I really confide in you? You know, because if I, could, if I tell you something and then the next day, you know, I'm hearing about it from somebody else, you know, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. You know, we're not used to making the same mistake twice, and we take a pride in, you know, wanting to protect our hearts that sometimes we build a wall around our heart that we don't allow those right people in. Like you said, there when you, until you experience that right relationship, mm-hmm. friendship, sisterhood, then you realize exactly how beautiful it can be and how much you've missed out on. Mm-hmm. And it's, you hit on so many beautiful points, and thank you so much for sharing that and, and being obedient. Um, and doing that women's mm-hmm. ministry, because women, we don't realize, um, and like you said, it, it's hard. It's hard for us it not is. to build that wall, because I'll be the first one to say I'm, I am guilty of, I'm, I'm working with my wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you I, know what's up there. Right. It, it's, you know, um, because I'm such a sower and such a giver. And I, what I have to realize is that I don't have to, I don't want those parts of me to change. And it's hard not to change those good parts of you because you have sown into concrete. Or, or yeah. have, um, there was a quote that I love about, um, you know, make sure you're, you're hanging with people that, um, wanting to feed the soil, not just pick the fruit or something. I know I'm misquoting the guys. I will post it on the on the <laughs> page so you can see exactly how it goes. But I feel like, um, you know, so it's kind of like you, like, you really have to use some discernment and, yeah. and, and pray and pay attention. And I know that had, if, if I would have went into certain situations with, with friends, and I'm using my air quotes, um, (laughs) that I would have saw the signs before I got hit at the red light. Yeah. Um, So one of the things I tell people is, you know, make sure you pray for intentional and and relationships and and friendships and those – people that, you know, if you sow into them, you're sowing into fertile soil and they're, and mm-hmm. they're sowing back and it's reciprocal relationships that have a foundation and not just built on what can you do for me. That's my 10, my 10 and two cents on that one. As you <laughs> no. guys see, I had, look, that's a whole, 
that's a monthly series right there. Uh, uh, it it yeah. really can be. It I'm, but it's for it's real though, and everything that you said, it is so real because in the key, one of the key things, like what you said, is that you really do have to get to that place where you're praying for and having a spirit of discernment when it comes to having those godly relationships, those divine connections with other women that can truly rock for you and ride for you, you know, that's going to support you regardless. Like you said, if they don't even know the situation, they's like, I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I'm going to lift you up in prayer, and we're going yeah. to see our way through. Exactly. I'm telling you. One of my requirements, I want, you have to, I want praying friends. Like a man wants a praying wife, a woman wants a praying mm-hmm. husband, want people to, to pray for you. To be, exactly. I mean, hmm. Did you pray for me today? You know, like, <laughs> I know. You, know, you, have, you should have, have felt that someone right in the yeah. spirit. You should have been praying for me. <laughs> I'm saying we just, you just have to, you know, pray for, pray really, yes, for your really family do. and friends, and cut and and cover, cover them, and you don't have to know. You know, you don't you don't have to know, but you just you want. I want to be covered. I want friends mm-hmm. that cover me in prayer, you know. And um, a lot of people, you know, you know those accidents that didn't happen? That's because mm-hmm. someone's covering you. Somebody, yes, somebody was praying for me. Hmm. I'm going to move out. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, like I said, at the, at the beginning of the show, that January is the month of vision. It's our vision series on Define You Radio. So when we talk about vision and the vision for your life, what comes to to mind or what comes in your spirit about the vision for Miss LaVon and her her life? Well, um, especially now that I'm at this place where I'm actually in alignment with what God has envisioned already for my life, I feel like I'm actually in a a sacred place because I can see and understand that there's more to um, who LaVon is, you know, and her voice and being able to connect with women. You know, I know that's what he's purposed for my life. You know, that's the vision that he has for my life because there are so many women, and especially women in ministry, that because they're in ministry, you know, or because they feel that because I'm saved and, you know, and I love God, you know, I, I'm just, I just have to keep quiet and I'm just going to pray about this thing and, I'm not, and allow people to treat you or use you or, you know, I'm just going to be pleasing and not understanding that God's giving you a voice for a reason. And so I know that it's my purpose. And so I envision, especially over this next year, just to be growing me as a better speaker, as a better teacher, you know, to help just connect with these women. I just want to see women in power. I want to see them loud. You know, I want to hear them roar. I just want to see women connecting with who they are so that we can help those, help others because that's what it's about. I love I love. I love that, and um, you know, if you're a new listener, you know things that I say all the time. Number one, I always say I love that because <laughs> I don't think we love enough, so I love it. And I always mm-hmm. say yay, okay, yay is it's like my number one favorite word. 
So mm-hmm. um, that's for the new listeners. If you if you're an old head, if you're you know a define you radio veteran, you already know the deal. So <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there. But um, <laughs> it's so many things in in what you said. Um, because women in the ministry, and I'm not a woman in the ministry, but I know several, and it is so many things that they have to, it's a certain appearance they need to have, mm-hmm. a certain quiet voice, a certain demeanor. Mm-hmm. It's, they're so, it's so certain. The box is already built just waiting mm-hmm. on them to, you know, get in it. Like the box mm-hmm. is already built for them. So I only can imagine, you know, a woman, you know, being, you know, a woman in a ministry um, out there helping other women and encouraging them to, hey, find your voice and be loud. Like, no, Mm -hmm. I can't do that. We're we're in church, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, so I, it's like you you burning the box, baby. You are burning the box. (laughs) So, and if um, you know my friends, they you see they are loud. You know my pastor, my bishop, sometimes he just take his head. He's like, I swear, y'all, I'm just gonna have to have another class. We'd be like, we'll be at the alternate Sunday because <laughs> but, you know, but it's comforting. It's to be. Yes, they have. Um, if we look at, you know. If you if you study the Bible and know anything about the Bible, the disciples, Jesus, so on and so forth, a lot of times people they they see, you know, being quiet is like okay, Jesus was quiet and the apostles were calm and you know we should all be calm and stuff like that. But you no. Jesus did Yes, I was supposed to put that butt right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we forget but. that. You know, yes. um, it, what's, it's, it's a song in, in front of my head, and I'm not going to sing it because if somebody's listening, they would shut it down, but it talks about being the lion and the lamb. You you know, yes. if you look at uh, Jesus' life and look at the apostles and, and the disciples, and don't quote me, guys, because, you know, I'm still learning in my spiritual journey. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to say it was Paul, the one that used to kill the mm-hmm. kill Christians, and 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 he, he yes. was rowdy too. He was, he was loud, <laughs> honey. We all have to have a Paul spirit sometime because you know, he was he was go he was the zealous one. You know, I'm he had a heart for God. <laughs> yes, he's gonna be the one to be like, look, where they at? They say they right. gonna touch my Jesus. Well, come right. on, we gonna ride right. through. But it, right. that lets you know it's okay for us to be like that. Like you said, people think that okay, Jesus was quiet and meek and all this disciples. He was no, over you, tables and stuff. Yes, <laughs> you ain't gonna bust up no devils and bust up hell being quiet. Right. <laughs> that is my Jesus. That yes, my Jesus is the one that was turning over tables. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, so so if, if anyone ever questions uh, about being being loud and being passionate about life, and you know, you could you could be a, a Christian and and in the ministry yes. and everything else, and still, I tell people I, I'm bold as a lion. If I was an, mm-hmm. an angel, I've said this before. I told my grandmother this before she passed. I would be one of those angels that was a warrior. I'd be smiting mm-hmm. people left, right, and sideways, turning you to salt. But I would pray for you and hope you got better. 
But yes. God made me the way that I am. And once I accepted that, yes. that it was okay for Valencia to be bold as a lion, that's when I found my voice. Because yes. I thought I was a little bit too loud and too this and too that because I've been told that I'm in the South. You know, you're a woman, you need to talk soft and this way and everything else. So I always felt like God made me wrong or something was wrong with me yeah. because I have this loud, booming voice, you know, and I have such a, quote, unquote, extra personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when we realize that. To see that he loved, the way he made you was the way you were intended to be, loud and out, you know. I'm telling you, y'all know. I'm I'm sure people have to turn they their um you know computers <laughs> down and phones down when the find you radio comes on. I just have a loud voice, and then okay. I love that. And God, because somebody it. has to hear it. I'm just saying. <laughs> so as we get into wrapping up tonight's great show, I've learned so much in just you know. I love you. Like, you don't have to come back because we just we flow well, and there's so much more we could talk about because you are yes. very well-rounded and very interesting. And, and, you know, I love interesting people. Lessons learned in 2017, Ms. LaVon. What did you learn in 2017? Wow. 2017 <laughs> was a – it truly was a year of learning for me because um, – at the beginning of 2017 is when I actually took put action to what God told me to do and birthed this book and birthed the um, Sisters United um, series. Um, so it taught me doing all of that, that everyone is not going to rock with you. Mm. You know, I had to learn that everybody's not going to, and though there was a lot of people that I thought was going to go on this journey with me that I realized everybody wasn't. And I and then I also realized that's okay, you know, because them not going with me was not going to stop the journey from happening, you know, that it will still continue, and what God had already said and ordained would come to pass. Um, I, 2017 taught me that hard work does pay off and that I had to learn to actually say no because I knew that when I decided that I was going to hear God and be obedient to him that I had to learn to say no because I could no longer allow distractions that now I know was just sent from, you know, the enemy to distract me Mm. from birthing what God had said, but I had to learn that those distractions were just that. And saying no was my freedom papers. So 2017 was an amazing year. Um, taught me a lot about people, a lot about relationships, but most of all, it taught me so much about myself. Mm. You, we must have had the same 2017. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you said every, everyone is not going to rock with you, I mm-hmm. wrote that down in all caps because y'all know classes in session and y'all tell y'all pens and papers ready. But I wrote that because it, it's a truthful it statement. Um, it and is. you know what what came to me today 
and I was listening to John Gray, and I love John Gray, and I will be in yes, South Carolina okay. to see him when he goes there if I don't catch him in Houston. Um, but he was saying, look, now my mind got just all twisted. But long story short, 2017 was really about learning and pruning, right? It was, and I yeah. am paraphrasing, guys, he, mm-hmm. this is not John Gray verbatim. For somebody that's like, mm-hmm. can you say that? This is not him <laughs> verbatim. I'm doing a Valencia summary. That 2017 was all about, A, showing you what you could go through and grow through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was showing you some people that you needed to leave in 2017. Exactly. Because if you have this, everything that you prayed for, if you had that, have that blessing, that, that, that blessing that's come to you in 2018, and the people that didn't mean you any good, but you didn't let go in 2017, and you got mm-hmm. blessed and you were still with them, they would have caught some of your overflow. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't meant to go. Mm-mm. And that's just, you know, like you said, some distractions are, are, are definitely from, from the enemy, whether it's internal or external. Exactly. Because if I could frustrate you so much and distract you so much because you're all in your feelings, guess what? You're not going to focus on your purpose. And there it goes on the back burner again. Mm. Y'all better understand. Exactly. Yeah. If y'all, if, if if our purpose, if your if your purpose and what you're supposed to do wasn't so important in changing the world, it would be easy. Oh yeah. But because that that's hashtag amen right there. You know. <laughs> yes. That's what people don't yes. understand. You you being attacked, distracted, and all of these things are coming to you because your purpose has the power to change the world. Otherwise, why no? What they say? Uh, nobody's coming to rob an empty house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole other show. We're about to get into an hour. Y'all gonna have to get me and Miss Levon on part two. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna work with her yeah. on tackling it because that's a whole other show for people yes. to realize that. Let mm. me let me focus. Define you, radio family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What can what can we look forward to, or what are you looking forward to for 2018? Oh, I'm looking forward to just growing and becoming better, you know, with my craft, with the talents and gifts that God has given me, just really moving to a place. One of the things, and I actually did start out with 2018 doing, was investing in myself, you know, not only the words that I wrote in the reminder, but fully embracing those words for myself so investing in myself, understanding that it's okay to say no. I have already said no this year to a few things and a few people. Um, and understanding that I am, you know, what God has planned for me for this year is to be fierce and to be fabulous. And that is what I intend on doing each day that he allows me to walk this earth. Hashtag amen. That's <laughs> what I have to say. Ms. Levon, is there anything else you would like to say or leave the audience with um and how can they they find you find the book how can they stalk you on social media we're already connected well y'all not stalking but follow and support um (laughs) we're connected which i'm like yay i I love her so um (laughs) how can they connect with you and and get to be part of of your world 
Okay. I, they can follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. My name, LaVon Copeland. Um, so I made everything easy. My website, if anyone is interested in me speaking, teaching, facilitating, um, or learning more about the reminder or about Sisters United, they can go to my website, um, www.levoncopeland.com. There is a um, work with me form on there that they can submit to reach out about questions about anything. Of course, um, I'm super excited about um, Sisters United launched the second um, part to Sisters United luncheon this year, um, and just really getting out here, building and promoting, you know, the book, and really getting the book in the hands of those people that it has been intended to touch and to impact. So follow me on any of my social media handles or um, visit me on my website. Yay! It's, okay, I'm adding that. That's my last yay of the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Guys, Miss LaVon, number one, thank you so much for being on the show, and welcome to Define You Radio's family. She will be back. I'm telling <laughs> quote it, write it down. You stay connected with the show so you'll know when she will be back because we yes. have some discussions to have to help you guys learn to define your 2018. Yes. With that being said, thank you so much for listening, and make sure you connect with me at DefineYouRadio.com. Make sure you guys are connected to um, Define You Radio's Facebook page and also the Define You Movement on Facebook where class is in session seven days a week. And you definitely yes. want to be part because we're doing some live, Facebook lives about vision, um, and then we're doing a money challenge, and I'm just going to drop the mic right there. Because, Queens, we've got to get our money right in 2018. More to sow, more to grow. That's all I can say. So (laughs) with that being said, until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition. And it's up to you what you do with that. Y'all have a great night. Thanks for listening to Define You Radio. Make sure you connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Pins and papers down. Class dismissed. Lowe's in the know start with Lowe's because Lowe's makes it easy to save big on building materials to finish any job. Need to stock up on water heaters? Save 5% on select A.O. Smith water heaters when you buy three or more of the same model. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. While supplies last, credit offer subject to credit approval can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply, U.S. only.